0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show with your host, Hatton Humphrey, bringing you thoughtful comments on the news of the day, as well as lessons from the past and insights into things to come. We offer our comments and invite you to add your own. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, April 17th, 2016. This is the Front Porch Political Talk Show. My name is Hatton Humphrey, and I thank everybody for listening in. Our show's producer, TalkShoe, which provides two ways to be a part of the call. You can dial in, area code 724-444-7444. TalkCast ID is 75570. You can also join us on the uh, web-based text chat at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 75570 uh we also stream the recording session every sunday night at 9 p m eastern time uh, into the republican or into the lounge on second life uh, on uh, uh in second life on cheertopia thank you to Shoreman uh and uh, the second life cheerleading squad for uh, their support as well as the republican party of second life and the other republican and conservative groups in second life uh that have offered support over over the years um, if you are listening to us on Red State Talk Radio, uh, its broadcast affiliate, or um, through iTunes, Stitcher, um, or the plethora of ways you can listen uh, on delay, you can send comments to conservativepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at, front porch, at uh, facebook.com slash front porch political talk or on Twitter and eh, the feed's a, a little outdated I haven't updated it in a while at EC conservative. Now, for those that have not listened to the show before or in a while, we we we, we gather items about a subject and uh, those articles can always be found at the website at frontporchtalk.net. net. Uh, click on the show notes tab. Um, uh, tonight we're talking about uh well, we just hope they understand. Um, there's, there's a general misconception that politicians and other people in authority understand the full impact of their decisions or their directions. Generally, there are aspects that are overlooked or underestimated or flat-out ignored. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Now, we always start with a fun, funny, or heartwarming story. Tonight, kind of yes, kind of no. Um, in, in the fact that the New York uh, magazine pointed out the fact that the Boston Globe has tried its hand at satire with a mock Trump front page. Um, and, and you know, it says uh, Saturday, April 9th, 2017, big headline, deportations to begin. President Trump calls for tripling of ice force, riots continue market as trade war looms, curfews extended in multiple
2: cities.
3: (laughs) Uh, You know, I I was watching Fox over the time when this hit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there were some of them just said, well, obviously this is some type of spoof. And... Uh, There was others who said, maybe, but this is really malicious because they had faith that there would be a substantial portion of their audience, even Fox's audience, that would believe it, which is really sad.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this wasn't an April Fool's joke. Um, this, This was, somebody just thought this would be a good idea to lampoon the concept of a President Trump. Um, uh, it was a, this, this front page was accompanied by a non-satirical editorial titled The GOP Must Stop Trump. Um, you know, the, the mock cover included the, the headline that I read. Um, the, the effort didn't generate any onion-worthy material, but maybe that's too much to expect from a real newspaper. Now, here's the thing, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and you know, then we can we can share opinions as we go around. But quite honestly, I don't think this was despicable. I think this is downright disappointing, and a complete and utter abandonment of journalistic practice and common sense on the on the on the uh, case of the Boston Globe. You know, you said they were th- they were hoping that some people would think that this was real. Uh, I think they are just so frustrated. I, I, I think they they just went, you know what? Newspaper is a dying art anyway. Screw it, we're going to go for it. You
3: well, I, know, I, I, I don't disagree. with some of that
1: in there.
2: Go ahead. I I
1: I, I, I almost I almost call it journalistic malpractice. Go ahead, Joseph.
2: I would like the uh, listeners to know that the Boston Globe was sold a few years ago for a dollar. Hopefully that dollar was uh, gotten from the nether regions of a stripper by Logan Airport. Now, this is a newspaper who has no credibility at this point. They have very few readers who actually get a tangible hole-in-your-hand newspaper. Most of their crap is is published online, and if you want to read it, you got to pay a subscription fee. This is their opportunity to get their name back in lights because the newspaper industry, because of the um, yellow journalism, is a struggling entity at this point where we, you and I and Hat, and the rest of the group, can come here for free and do this and be broadcast to more people than who read this newspaper. Well
3: said. I mean, maybe we need to stop rising to the bait, because when we rise to the bait on this particular travesty and on many others similarly, with less tongue in cheek, uh, we serve their purpose. All they're trying to do is getting us to get us to talk about how it really couldn't be true that uh, all of the stock markets going to crash and all those things, and and, and by talking about it. You, you bury these things in people's psyche. You, you lend credence unconsciously to the lies that they're telling. So, so we're, um, I guess, inadvertently or, or
1: unintentionally serving their purpose. Well, and everybody has at this point, so they get a one-week jump in name recognition. Um, there's there there's feeding the trolls, and then there's calling out paid trained professionals that are just falling down on their job. Um,
3: What's their job? Know. Their
1: are job they're... is to no. their job supposedly is to report the news
3: Why and were deliver
1: these... it to their subscriber Why... base. See,
3: see, that's what you're 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 sticking with the old school thought. Why were these? People hired. What credentials did they show? How did they show it to get hired at the Boston Globe? Did they have to show that they were a highly responsible journalist?
1: Oh, probably not.
3: Probably not. Did they have to show that they were a left wing liberal heck, uh, nut job? Probably so. They And they were hired to do exactly what they did.
2: We and they didn't realize that the only use for the Boston Globe at this point is for fishmongers either wrapping up cape cod. I was thinking of bird cages. Now, what, what they're trying to do is the same thing that Democrats and liberals have been trying to do, Republicans, for the last 65, 70, 100 years now. Paint them as the, the party of uh, old white men who hate women, hate Mexicans, who hate blacks, this is tantamount to when Al Gore told a group of um, black constituents that if you elect a Republican, your churches are going to burn. That's all this is. It's just a different uh, ethnic group they're, they're going after this time because we all know that the Democrat Party and liberalism is nothing unless they have a victim-based voting block.
1: Yeah, I now now Charlize said that they the the, the newspaper serves also serves the role of uh, for dog training. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, yeah, I, this one, this one was the opening story because I wanted to bring it up just from the you know I hope they understand that this isn't going to go the way that they expect it to or that they want it to. Um our next article is an example of how something didn't go the way a certain group wanted or expected it to. Now, I could have pulled up any number of articles about North Carolina and their bathroom bill and you know, we've we've talked about the people that are the the states and the politicos that have banned travel to North Carolina and Bruce Springsteen canceling his concert. But here's why. This next article is an example of why. You know, when we say we hope they understand the ramifications of their decisions and their actions, North Carolina um, recently struck down, legislatively struck down, a city law that allowed, you know, transgendered individuals to utilize the facilities of their gender of identity rather than their physical plumbing. Correction. um
3: Correction. Yes. out know, those choosing to identify themselves as transgender.
1: Okay, there, thank you.
3: There, there was no pass-fail criteria. They didn't have to go before some type of shrink and convince that shrink that they indeed were uh, a person of the opposite sex in this particularly uh, un, a poorly chosen body. None of that was necessary. All they had to do is hold their hand up and say, I'm transgender, I'm going into this other room.
1: Right. All right. Well, in, 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 and thank you for, for the clarification. Um, a man from – in Palmdale, California, a man wearing a bra and dress entered the ladies' bathroom at Macy's, and what happened next should not surprise us. The man, Jason Pomer, 33, entered the bathroom, which the ACLU and the liberal elitists – this is from Daily Headlines. so there, there's going to be some commentary in here – uh, in this country say is a God-given right. He set up a hidden camera in one of the stalls and for the next two hours taped women using the bathroom. Eventually, one woman noticed the camera with the record line on and notified mall security, who arrested Pomer. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> um,
2: How I guess times it was, did we say
1: it's just going to happen. I, every single time we brought it up.
2: Yeah. So the single presence single
1: or absence of
4: any of these laws would not have signed. What he did was already illegal. Yes. He can't set up a camera in a bathroom. This is true.
1: But these laws made it easier for him to gain access to said facilities. I, I don't think they actually
4: did on the sense that, I mean, before... Before the presence of these laws, all you would have had to do is just wait until no one was watching and slip in. The
3: the point is, the previous arrangement was an impediment to what the guy wanted to do. It wasn't an absolute lockdown, but it was an impediment. And that's, you know, in any law, that's all you can hope for. Laws don't absolutely stop with 100% certainty the thing that they outlaw. They provide an impediment to the thing that they outlaw. And we need to keep that in mind in this particular case. The fact that it wasn't 100% doesn't mean that it shouldn't have been in the, there in the first part.
4: I think, personally, that these, this particular law is actually just a response to – It's all. it's all – kind of a chain of events and if you want to get down to the real culprit you got to go back decades when you started having anti-discrimination laws in general that are saying to private businesses hey you have to do this hey you can't do that if we had just let it up to the to private businesses to have their policy and to be able to have the government say you know what if if they don't want you going in that bathroom we it doesn't matter what you what you identify as or not, it's their call. But that's not the world we live in. We, we live in a world in which the government has made it its business, and so it should come as no surprise that you would end up with groups on both sides playing tug-of-war with this.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to say that this, is, this has not, in the last seven years, become a much larger and larger and larger issue. Um, because they have because the groups pushing for these things have certain champions and high levels um, that are in the business of making or at least directing to have made rules and laws. You know, do, this, do is, speed,
3: this is do, on do both sides. limits do speed limits keep people from speeding?
4: No, they give an excuse for cities to collect money. That's not true.
3: We had an experiment. Uh, in, in, in their foolhardy zeal to preserve the environment and the, to lower the price of gas, the, Congress passed the 55 mile per hour speed limit. And in fact, I mean, it, it, it generated a whole cottage industry on devices that would convince that radar scope to always show 55 miles per hour. Uh, the fact is that the speed limits, average speed limits throughout the United States, fell to the point where the Europeans laughed at us for our foolhardiness. The 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 speed limit of 55 substantially reduced the average speed being driven. Injuries, sky, you know, nose dives. The, the speed limits had every effect. The intended, uh, and it also was widely uh, circumvented, circumvented and thwarted by truck drivers and a few people that whose names I will not mention. Mm. But the underlying it is not true that the speed limit of 55 didn't lower speed limits. I didn't lower speeding. The average yeah. driver. So. You know, you can argue about whether it's the, the government's business, and that's a legitimate gov- uh, argument, and I sort of agree with you more than I disagree. But to say that while it was a waste of time, it didn't have the effect intended, would not be true.
4: Yeah. My and only and problem, that, My only problem with putting forward that is that it's kind of a utilitarian argument in the sense that you can use that kind of argument to justify any law. Well, and, and, and you've got,
3: you got to argue about the intent, not the effect. You know I mean, the, the yeah. effect in most cases is achieved.
4: You, the Argued problem is the you, you argue about the intent and you, you end up with hell or you end up going to hell paved on good intentions.
3: No. It, 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 you ask yourself the intent of lowering the speed limit to 55, what was that for? That was intended to lower the consumption of gasoline. It worked. Was the lowering of consumption of gasoline worth the, the loss of efficiency in trucks going 55 miles an hour instead of 65 miles per hour on the, on the inter, interstates? My opinion is no, and that's a legitimate argument. We can go collect data on that. We can come to a conclusion, pro or con, but we have something to talk about the intent was to reduce the consumption of gasoline it worked but was it worth it we can do kind of an analysis to decide whether it was a good idea and it and it and it doesn't say that every time somebody uses now a similar argument um for some even more absurd intention that it just is going to automatically happen that's not true you need to look at each case and in each case you need to analyze the intention of the law and is the consequences of the law worth the intention? We never do that. We never do that. That's
1: well, and, 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 and that's part of the reason that I bring up the, the entire subject of the show of Hope They Understand.
2: Listen, that's great that we're discussing the speed limit, but we're determined to wait to go wee wee and boom boom. <laughs> That's
1: it was. It, it was about. no, no. Joseph, the reason I know why why Larry went down that tangent, and honestly, it's a, it's a good tangent to go down. Um, I'm going to bring in some comments from Second Life here. Um, you know, and it, before I do, I will mention that um, a similar case also happened in San Angelo, Texas, at a Walmart when an illegal alien used the exact same method to spy on women. Um, this. You basically – hold on just a second. Um, This is – basically, this is not the first nor will it be the last uh, example of this happening. Um, Now, Charlize in Second Life uh, said, uh, the thing I am concerned with uh, as a woman is a perv who does the camera stuff and honestly then posts pictures uh, of some – like my friend or me online, or used it to to blackmail. And honestly, there are other ways to go after a perv that photos in the bathroom. Um, you know the um,
3: because there are other ways to do this doesn't mean that we shouldn't be outlawing
1: this way. No, I agree. I, I agree. I think she means Mason handbags. Um, if not. Uh, making use of the still exi- the the recurring existence of donuts in certain places. Uh, sorry, it, 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 you know this is this is just one of a number of examples of this happening. Um, I'm applying
3: high voltage electrodes to my temples to get rid of that image.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm better now.
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You know, this this is you know this is leaking out, no pun intended, beyond just the bathroom, and you know, it kind of you know that kind of segues into our next article.
3: Let's let's go uh, back. Let's go back briefly. Oh. To Toll was fundamental argument
1: because I think okay. we
3: keep getting off the track here. Okay. His argument is it sh- it should not be presumed. That every unfortunate circumstance needs to be a needs a law to keep it from happening. Every, you know, we we have legislatures all over the country panting for something they can pass a law against. And he's Agreed. against that. He's against that, and so am I.
1: Yeah, you can so tell I I may I, I make the joke all the time that. You know the that Albany is, is Albany receives part of its funding funding from the paper lobby per pound of legislation that's printed. Go ahead, Toa. I was
4: just saying I think the 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 important point I would want to make is that this is all the result of decades of the government meddling in stuff like this anyway, and it all started with the notion that it was ever the government's place to have any kind of regulation between private people, uh, between in the, the non-criminal behavior of private people. The fact is, if you, ha- if you own your establishment and you want to say, you can use this room, you can't use that room, you should be able to do so without the fear that someone's going to come in with the government and say, you're discriminating against me, and have the government be able to enforce against you. But
3: see, this isn't new. I don't know how far back it goes, but my guess it goes back to uh, caveman days. The government, and you—you know—you you can look at whatever particular manifestation you want to put in that spot. But the government, forever, has attempted to regulate where we get the stick it and how. There, I mean, up until just recently, there were blue laws that made sodomy, in its biblical sense, a felony. Now, you know, so this is not a new problem. This is a problem of
4: and govern- This, this is of not, various
3: perception of themselves.
4: I, I was just saying, this, this is not limited to stuff involving sex or associated parts this is what i'm what i'm talking about applies to everything it's not just a matter of bathrooms and who uses what it's it's the notion that person a can say person b was mean to me go get him, and have him and have the government just go off and do that because person a is some group that the government particularly likes obviously yes that has been going on for as long as we've had people that doesn't make it right and what i'm saying is we should try to get away from that
2: legislation like this intended to help a victim class well
1: exactly but but here's the problem here's the problem no no, 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 no. no. joseph joseph you 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 mentioned the, the the victim class here's the problem with that who's the victim here we don't is it, it, it? Who's? No, seriously. Who is the victim here? I just said this in Second Life. I, this this truly is is or is not about okay. Who's going to go pee where? It's the fact that you know. Charlize said, "If if if a transgender person wants to use my bathroom, that's fine." And I said, "It's not about the transgender person using your bathroom. It's the it's the guy that's that's faking it to to victimize women, or it's the girl using it to victimize men." And you know, you, can, you can talk about this about you know. So it, the challenge here. Is that we have people doing exa- people taking advantage of an opening that wasn't there before? And Toa, I'll agree with you that you know if a private business wants to wants to say our bathrooms are gender neutral, that's fine. But anybody that uses that establishment needs to be educated on the fact that that means that you never know who's going to be sitting in the stall next to you or standing at the urinal next to you. Or what they're doing. Or what they're doing. You know, (laughs) any more than you'd
4: ever actually know that anyway.
2: Does this mean that I can sue if there's a female toilet in the men's room? Because there is a difference between male toilets and female toilets.
1: Mm, No, there's not.
2: Yes, there is. Female toilets are round. Male toilets are are oval-shaped. Ask the contractor.
1: (laughs) Okay.
3: Male toilets are bifurcated. Female toilets are not. I'm talking about the toilet seat. Okay. So let's go on now.
1: Let's let's go on because now you guys have hurt my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, regardless yeah. of regardless of where they go pee, um, a Florida teacher. This is actually. Even gone out, gone farther than just okay. Who about boom boom and wee wee? Um, this has gone to privilege. At least it has, according to a now former teacher uh, at uh, a, a former middle school teacher uh, who asked students to fill out a privilege form as par- part of an assignment from the Hillsborough County School District Thursday. Yocellus Ramos, who taught Spanish at Monroe Middle School, was suspended last week and is apparently no longer employed for passing out a how-privileged-are-you list to 7th and 8th graders in two of Ram- Ramos's Spanish classes as an extension of literature the students were reading. Okay, so this form, which you can see on the, on the article, says circle the boxes that apply to you, religion sex gender sexual orientation and disability and this this teacher thought it you know for each one of those that wasn't the top line you were less some amount of privilege
4: now we
3: it is our um, response A kind of an automatic response to begin to rail against the teacher. And, and probably she should be written out on, uh, of town on a rail and tart and feathered and I agree with that. On the other hand, she's doing what Teachers College taught her to do. She has been thoroughly immersed, thoroughly indoctrinated into this belief that everybody is a victim somewhere, somehow. And if you can't find a way that you're a victim, then you are privileged, and you are somehow evil, you are somehow benefiting immorally from other people's work and suffering, and therefore we need to get you. But she was taught that. It probably surprised her that people would disagree with what she did. It surprised her so much that she kind of quietly, obediently resigned. So let's not pick on the teacher. Let's pick on the teacher's college. I'm done.
4: My take on this is, honestly, I'm wondering, did she come up with this on her own, or was she fed this from somewhere else?
1: Well... Um, a, a subsequent investigation by the school district determined that Ramos had caused – well, I'm sorry, uh, bu- 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 bu, um, that Ramos had caused a disruption, was teaching something that was not part of the district's curriculum, and had offended families with her lesson plan. So this was something that either she was given by a non-district group or something she came up with on her own. Um yeah, you know, and they they ran around. They they removed her from the classroom. We'll we'll say that much. But you know, she gave a form on uh, to seventh and eighth graders. You know, race: white, Hispanic, black, Asian, Middle Eastern. Skin color: white slash light, brown, black, black or dark. Religion: Christian, Jewish, atheist. Hindu slash Buddhist, Muslim slash ski, uh sex, male, female, intersex, uh gender, cisgender, transgendered, gender queer, sexual orientation, straight, homosexual, bisexual, asexual, or pansexual, and disability. Uh which I believe let me see if I can get all of those uh able mentally disabled or physically disabled you know. yeah you know, so char charlie says in 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 my industry I have a leg up on guy engineers because I'm cuter than you guys <laughs>
3: It probably goes without saying because all the engineers I worked with, the guy engineers, were flat ugly like me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to look at them at all. Yeah, I got all to right. shave. I'm getting a neck beard again. And, and honestly, I, I don't disagree with you, Larry, about the. Um, uh, about the teaching, about where they learned or where they were influenced. I don't know necessarily this came from the teachers' college because there are teachers with twenty or thirty years tenure that are that that are jumping on the privilege ba- bandwagon. I think this is a result of continuing education seminars and workshops um, such as. Uh, an extra article that I found, and I sent this out to a, as many as I could. Hopefully, everybody got it. Um, you know, the the Daily Caller News Foundation is attending the 17th annual White Privilege College Conference in Philadelphia, held April 15th to 17th. The following is a is part of a series of articles concerning events at the conference. Now, 15, 17th annual. So apparently, this has been a long running phrase that the media just picked up. Uh, A professional education consultant and teacher trainer argued at the White Privilege Conference in Philadelphia that great teachers must also be liberal activists and described in detail her goal for destroying the white supremacist nature of modern education. Heather Hackman operates Hackman Consulting Group and was formerly a professor of multicultural education in Minnesota St. Clouds State University where she taught future teachers. On Friday, Hackman was given a platform at WPC to deliver a workshop with the lengthy title, No Freedom Unless We Call Whiteness in Teacher Education and Professional Development. Er, "No, I'm sorry, No Freedom Unless We Call Out the Wizard Behind the Curtain, Critically Addressing the Corrosive Effects of Whiteness in Teacher Education and Professional Development. The long title asked a simple thesis on Hackman's part. Modern education is hopelessly tainted by white supremacy and that the white imperial gaze and the solution is to train prospective teachers in college to be activists as well as pedagogues. Um, in fact, she argued that teachers shouldn't even bother teaching if they aren't committed to promoting social justice in schools. So i think it's yeah I think it's events like this and you know the continuing education of educators she even I'll- she even said that the act of requiring that assignments be turned in on time and that students be uh be on time and ready to learn at school is uh, a a a part of the white supremacy and you know, and enforces white privilege.
3: Have you, have you been paying attention to the big dust-up over the skit between Hillary and and Mr. Bill? No. Uh, all right. Um, they, the, Mr. Bill was late for a meeting, and Hillary chastised him over it. And Mr. Bill said, this is Bill de Blasio, said... Well, I was on CP time, and the freaking world went nuts. I had no idea what this was about. Do you know CP CP time? time?
1: Yeah,
3: it means colored people time. Colored people. Colored people have the right to be late. And and he the the author of the article talked about the fact that he wants to be very punctual, and he's he's not white. He's colored, and he is has been subjected to criticism and, and prejudice by other colored people for him asking, why can't this meeting start on time? Because he's trying to be a white man, uh, is, is their is there argument. Now, so, so again, this whole thing of what we would call punctuality, responsibility, uh, keeping your promises, all of those things. Are considered to be microaggressions, white privilege, and white oppression because they don't want to be held accountable for anything. You know, they don't want any reason why they should not get to be at the front of the parade. Even if the, if they only if they if they get to the parade two hours late, hold the parade until I get to stand at the front. And that's never going to go away. When I, when I was a kid, there there was some obligatory brainwashing going on, having to do what we call it civics. Well, now the brain obligatory brainwashing has to do with social justice, and and teachers are being mandated to scrub the little brains free of prejudice and privilege, and don't bring up Patriotism in any guise, because patriotism itself is a manifestation of white privilege. And you know, we're back to the, the a previous article. If we get it mad at the teachers, we're being mad at the symptom rather than the cause, rather than at the core.
1: I, I agree, and and that's honestly that's why I that's why I threw this article in, and and like I said, it's last minute. I'll update the show notes. Uh, after, after the, after I'm done editing the episode, but, you know, this whole concept of, you know, white privilege has, um, has, has really, you know, has a lot of people going, wait a minute, I'm white. I, I have privilege, I guess, you know, but when you, when you dig into it, it's not just how you act or what you do. It's, you know, it, it's, I I'll read I'll read one more paragraph from this. The radical the racial narrative of white tends to be like this. This is still Ms. Hackman speaking. Rugged individual, honest, hardworking, disciplined, rigorous, successful. Stop. Okay. She's right. That's how we've been brought up. That's what we're that that's what it means to be American and to to many people's eyes. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And so then the narrative of U.S. public education, individual assessment, competition, outcome over process, I care more about your grades than how you're you're doing, discipline where we care more about your attendance and making sure you're not tardy than we care about your relationships, proper English must be spoken, which is just assimilation into standard U.S. dialect, hierarchical power structure, and heavy goal-orienting. And she's complaining about this and saying that this is everything that's wrong with education in America.
3: On the other hand, we're teaching them how to win.
1: Exactly.
2: Can I point out for the last seven years that we had a black man in the White House of African origin who has more African origin than most of the African Americans who voted for him? He wasn't a white guy in blackface. He's an actual band that was from Africa. And if he wants to go to a golf game instead of um, you know, doing other things, he's able to do that because he's the president. Now, I could also point out that on the Republican ticket, we had a black man who was a brain surgeon. And I'm pretty sure that he earned the, the, the title of brain surgeon, and it wasn't an affirmative action hire. There was a woman who became the CEO of a major corporation, and I'm pretty sure it's because because she was smart enough to achieve that level, and there wasn't another affirmative action hire. On the Democratic side, we have a woman, technically, who is the front-runner, who has earned that right because of her experience, not because it's an affirmative action hire. But we have these people in the classrooms who are teaching their, teaching our children, saying, you are a victim because of, one, maybe your disability, maybe your skin color, or maybe that your father and mother aren't married, or maybe that your mother doesn't even know who, you, know who your father is.
3: Your Your teeth aren't straight.
2: Your teeth aren't straight, your eyes are crooked, and you have red hair and freckles. You're a ginger. You're never going to make anything out of yourself. You're a victim. See, that's the mentality we have in this country at this point. Every little segment of the population has become a victim. You know what? There is nothing written in our founding documents that says victims get a special pass at everything. And what I've read is that all men are created equal. Or you want to carry out that, all men and women are created equal in the eyes of God. And that's what our country and that's what our belief system has been built upon since its inception. Now, we may have screwed over things with slavery and with uh, what we've done to Native Americans, but we are far removed from that. We have become a much better people than that. And at this day and age, it is not unprecedented to have a black president in the White House. It would not surprise me if we had a woman in the White House in the next few months. It would not surprise me if we had a Latino American in the White House in the next few years. It doesn't surprise me because we as a culture have grown beyond the idiosyncrasies of our race, religion, creed, or any other things that may have bound us against each other, yet we have these idiots which I think are the 10% that are trying to control the other 90% of the Democratic Party or the 10% who are smarter or think they're smarter than everyone else saying you are a victim and the only way to achieve anything in this life is that you promote your victimhood. And that is a Very bad thing to be telling the children of America.
3: Very good, Joseph. Let, let me pose one question if, before we move on here. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember
2: there are
3: 17 candidates for the Republican nomination to President of the United States. It was held up to absolutely vicious ridicule. Uh, the fact that we had to have a children's table and a grown-ups table was, was you know in my opinion, a sign of strength and depth uh, to other folks, it was a cause for ridicule. Here's my question. Let's just, for in our mind's eye, let's put all 17 of those people on the stage at once. Every one of them was serious about becoming the President of the United States. and And, I mean, they were as diverse as humanity is. You tell me, what other country on Earth could possibly have come to the situation where one of the major parties in in the government of that country wound up with 17 people standing shoulder to shoulder on a stage, each one profoundly different in not one but many ways from the persons next to them. We should have hugged ourselves over the fact that we had 17 totally different people with many totally different uh, opinions on important issues, wanting to be president of the United States. We shouldn't allow ourselves to be embarrassed by any asshole from Europe. I'm done.
1: Well, and
3: they laughed about it.
1: Well, I've, I've made fun of it, though, Larry. I, I refer to it as the Keystone Cop Car now that's that's kind of a tongue in cheek reference to the fact that there are so many and you know we've been we've been through this game you know it's it, it it's not just this election where we had 17 people i mean last election we had a large number of candidates at the start and you know if if we want to if we want to blame anybody for not giving all of them fair representation we we'll, let's talk to the media let's talk to their campaign organizers let's let's talk about that you know and and yes there was a large amount of diversity um the only caveat that i will say is that a large number of those of that diversity was because it was whittled down because they could not compete you know they, they couldn't get the name recognition they couldn't get the the fact that john Kasich is still in the is still in the race is a, a mind-bender to me. You're no, I
3: get, I, no, I get the point. I, I, None I of those point. 17 people got kicked off the stage because they were female or black or, or because of what they believed. None of those 17 people were summarily dismissed over any of those reasons other than the preference of the people. Or or every the, one of those and every one of those people who left left because they had not succeeded in garnering support among the electorate that 's the only valid reason why somebody should leave the stage, and in this country, we held ourselves to that standard. God bless america
2: a hundred years ago, how many of those names would have still been on would have been running for president We, Larry talks at nauseam about the way that Irish and uh, Italians were treated in this country 100 years ago. Well, we had a few Irish and a few Italians that were running for president.
1: And we had a black man and a woman.
2: Running for president. We had a woman who was running for president. And you know what? how How about 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 a couple of of Hispanics? You're right. We have a very well-diverse group of individuals that ran for president as Republicans. Hell, we still have someone who's Latino or Hispanic, whatever you want to call him who is running for president. Yeah? We are the party of the racists and the bigots because that's the way that the left wants you to think. This story is nothing more – well, actually, the whole host of stories we've had tonight is nothing more than what liberalism wants you to think. To be honest with you, the problems in this country is because liberalism is a failure. But the people who promote it do not want to admit that the whole Black Lives Matter movement, the whole Occupy Wall Street movement, the whole push for uh, minimum wage fifteen movement—it's all a failure of liberalism. But they will never admit that.
1: Yeah, they won't, and that's why my 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 saying, "Hopefully they understand," is is kind of a um rhetorical question because we know they're not going to um we've got about five minutes left on the show maybe a little bit more i want to run through uh, the the next few articles as quickly as possible um because I, I want to try to get to the end maybe we can maybe we can't um the democratic debate the rumble in in brooklyn i guess um at the democrat debate Uh, apparently was little more than a shouting match between the supporters of Hillary and the supporters of Bernie Sanders. Um, New York State matters this year, and being this close to Buffalo, I could have seen Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. I could still probably get in to see Donald Trump tomorrow because he's going to be at First Niagara Center tomorrow. Um, Ted Cruz was a closed airing of a town hall meeting for MSNBC. Uh, John Kasich, I believe, is going to be speaking here as well. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm used to being in flyover country. I'm not used to getting this much uh, th- this much attention. But uh, it's it it's because of the rules. It's because of how they play the games. Um, there was a lot of talk about how disorganized and uh, unuseful. The debate was the power line take one. On, take on it was um, this is this is surely better than a real debate. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. This is surely better than the real debate, and it was the SNL version of the debate. So uh, next article, unless unless somebody wants to jump in on their thoughts on the Democratic debate, okay. Next article, um, big surprise here. Insurers warn that losses from Obamacare are unsustainable. Um, Health insurance companies are applying their warnings about the financial sustainability of the Obamacare marketplaces as they seek approval for premium increases next year. Insurers say they are losing money on their Obamacare plans at a rapid rate, and some have begun to talk about dropping out of the marketplaces altogether. Uh, something has to give, says Larry Levitt, an expert on the health law at the Kaiser Family Foundation. Either insurers will drop out or insurers will raise premiums. Now, this one we can, we, we, we can definitely take some time to talk about. We could talk about this all night probably. Um, but I believe we talked and brought up this concept before the mandate was brought in, didn't we?
3: We did, of course. We said this is what is going to happen. And it happened. Anytime you hand out free stuff, somebody goes bankrupt. Somebody runs out of money. Somebody loses their own money because somebody else is getting free stuff.
1: Yeah.
3: That's that's a law of physics or something.
1: That's that that is a law of physics. The um the the, the one thing that I will, will always remember is, is that they're ta- they're they're complaining that they're not getting the right amount of money from the government. Well, duh. <laughs> let's, let's let's say no surprise there. Well, um,
3: not supposed to. Obama
2: this is health care. This is care. Supposed, supposed to be non-profit. Obamacare well, was supposed always supposed to. to fail, and this is just another domino that's falling.
1: Simple as that. Yeah. Or yeah. that's great. The origin, they
3: set this up so it would collapse, thinking, of course, that obviously some super liberal Democrat was going to win the next election because the universe wants it, and 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 as soon as that happened, we can go to a single payer system, utterly under control of uh, the new cabinet office called the Healthcare Workers Party or something like that, and and, and this was going to go away. Well, guess what? The people of America. Smartened up and and stole the show and yanked their rug out from under them. God bless the people of America.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, um, we only got through two of the articles in that in that quick run up because um, we're out of time. Uh, I'm not surprised on on these. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad we brought these things up. I think they are examples, Joseph, your words were um examples of liber- of how liberalism is failing in America. <laughs> I think I par- I think I'm misquoting you a little bit, but close enough. Um yeah, the 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 whole hope is that these elected officials understand the full ramifications of what they're doing. Obviously they they don't have mystic magical eight balls, but when when scenarios are presented and they blow them off, like obviously has happened multiple times, um, we can only say, well, duh. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show. We had a good conversation tonight. Thank you for, uh, for joining in and talk to you, uh, both text chat and, uh, and you guys on the phone. Thank you for your input on Second Life. If you liked what you heard, we ask you to blog about us. Uh, follow us on Red State Talk Radio. Um, I will have an updated schedule, hopefully, for the next episode. Um, follow us on Facebook, from facebook.com slash front porch political talk. Um,
3: can, I, can I ask two questions quick? Sure. Number one, are ISPs a monopoly? And two, if they are a monopoly, like electric companies, shouldn't they be regulated? something needs to be fixed. The second question is who's going to make the most money on the uh Iranian nuclear deal.
2: Russia is,
3: is it France or is it Germany?
1: Probably yeah, Germany. Germany.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: And so and they're uh, running up and, the and fire mile. for those for those that are wondering what Larry is talking about, um, there are more articles that we didn't get to. Go to the website at, at frontporchtalk.net to get links to those, but the FCC and the net neutrality um, legislation that was passed, as well as uh, the fact that Germany told immigrants you have to learn the language or you don't get benefits. If you liked what you heard, we asked to blog about us. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. If you didn't like what you heard, we'll still invite you to join us next week. We're – um you may hear some th- some words again but in general you'll hear you'll hear different words in a different order
0: thanks a lot for listening everybody have a wonderful night